Thank you for joining us today. Recent events in our nation's history have motivated people across the globe to give selflessly to those in need during difficult times. Are we as willing to give unto the Lord who fulfills all of our needs at all times? Listen in today as Pastor Draper teaches on giving to the Lord. He will be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get your pen and paper ready. Now let's listen in. is our text for this morning. The Word of God reads, Acts chapter 4, verses 33 through 35. The scripture reads, And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all, nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And they distributed to each as anyone had need. And from this particular scripture, keep your Bibles open. We'll be referencing a number of scriptures along with this theme text. From this passage of scripture, we want to preach joyful giving in the midst of a global pandemic. Joyful giving in the midst of a global pandemic. Our Lord has been so good to us in the midst of this global pandemic. He has preserved us. Our Lord has provided for us. He's protected us and given us his peace in the midst of uncertainty while others are living in fear, others are worried, and even living in depression. How many of you know the Lord has kept you? How, how, how many of you know the Lord has kept your body, your soul, and your spirit? Uh, how many of you have seen God keep your financial income flowing continuously into your family in spite of the pandemic? How many, how many can praise God in that regard? And then you say, well, I haven't seen an increase. I've seen a diminishing of my income, but I have news for you today as well. Even in the midst of a diminishing income, you've still seen the uh, good hand of God provide for you so wonderfully, even though your income has diminished. You have running water, you have lights, you, you still can drive, you're still putting gas in your car, you're still waking up in the morning, you still can breathe, you're not in the hospital, you're not in intensive care, your income may be diminished, but, but it's still all right and it's well with your soul. Do I have a witness? Giving to the Lord can be seen throughout the entirety of Scripture. 
As far back as the first family, we see examples of acceptable and unacceptable giving to the Lord. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 4, verse 2b through 5a, when they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Verse 4, Abel also brought a gift, the best portion of the firstborn lamb from his flock. The Lord accepted, look, underline that, accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. So we see giving here with the first family, Adam and Eve, who had two children, Cain and Abel, Abel's offering being accepted, Cain's rejected. Now we, go, we fast forward. Thousands of years later, we can clearly see the early church giving their possessions and goods to the Lord. For the scripture says, as in the text here in Acts chapter 4, verses 34 through 35, nor was there anyone among them who lacked for all who were possessors of land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostle's feet and they distributed to each as anyone had need. Now, if I told you to bring the monies and put it at my feet, you say, oh, you crazy preacher. (laughs) You say, that doesn't have to be done today. And if anybody telling you that, you, you run from that church. You got to understand this in context. You got to understand this. The church had just been established. Uh, they, they didn't have elders and deacons, and the organizational structure wasn't all all there yet. It was. It was. It was. The church was. The, the Book of Acts is a transitional book. You know, from law to grace, and the apostles were the authoritative figures in the church to give leadership. And they led on the auspices of the Spirit of God, and they did exactly uh, what they were called to do. And needs were met, because the Scripture says they distributed to each as anyone had need. They didn't put money in their side pockets and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't under-the-table deals. They distributed with equity uh, to anyone who has need. Sometimes people want to uh, also give you, want to justify communism with this and socialism with this. They say, that is, that's communism right here. That's, that's socialism. No, 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 no. This was voluntary. It wasn't mandated by government. It wasn't a movement like that. This, this, this was a movement of God where they were acting in the unity of the spirit voluntarily to the glory of God without anybody coercing and mandating and saying, this is the law. <laughs> My friend, as we can see in this passage, a key component of the early church was sacrificial giving to the Lord. The believing community in Jerusalem possessed a generous spirit that compelled them to keep giving sacrificially. They gave without coercion. They gave without manipulation. They gave without strategies. And they gave without fear of divine retribution. You know, if I don't give, God's going to strike me down and all that kind of stuff. You don't, you don't have to use gadgets and games and manipulation and coercion to, to get folk to give to God. Spirit-filled folk will do spirit-filled things to the glory of God. We, we don't make anybody do anything here. When you are full of God and when you're full of the Word of God, the Spirit of God, you are compelled to give to God. Beloved, can that be said of you? 
Can you keep on giving financially to the Lord regardless of your circumstances? Can you keep on giving to God regardless of your financial status, regardless of being in a crisis, regardless of fear of the unknown? Can you keep on giving to God in spite of setbacks and when things do not go as planned? A lot of times God will test our faith. In this particular passage today, we will share the characteristics that move the early church to give financially to the Lord without reservations. And with a joyful heart, even in times of trials and persecution, they gave and they kept on giving because they loved God and his people and the church. You see, my friend, the, the fellowship, giving, and worship of the early church was a daily reality. Let me just say that again. The fellowship of the early church, the giving of the early church, the worship of the early church was a daily reality, and it was not just restricted to Sundays. Now, we just, it's problematic around the nation just to get folk in God's house on Sunday. They worshiped God, and they did these things daily. That's how much they loved God. It was daily. Say daily. Some people say, well, Sunday, I guess I dragged myself up there. They might take me off the membership road. That's, oh, that's not the attitude. You ought to be, you ought to be like the summons that said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. That's right. That's right. So it, 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 they, they worship God daily. It was a daily thing. The, let me just show you how, how much. This is Maratha Bible Church. This is if your hands can document quickly, if you can. We're not going to look up the scriptures for the sake of time. You say daily? I mean daily. You say, show, show me what you mean. Well, they met together daily, Acts 2.46. Daily, not just Sunday, daily. They care for one another daily in Acts chapter 4, verse 34. They won souls to Christ daily, Acts 2.47. When the last time you won somebody to Christ, even told somebody about Christ in a restaurant, on your job, in your family, uh, in your neighborhood, uh, they want souls to Christ daily. Uh, they searched the scriptures daily. Acts 17, 11. It wasn't once a week or crack your Bible only when you come to church on Sunday. They were so excited about the word. It was a daily experience. Is the word of God a daily experience in your life? Acts 17, 11. And look, and increased in numbers. The church increased in numbers Daily, according to Acts 16, 5, the church was growing. Anything that God is in and is surrendered to God and, and moves uh, in obedience to God, word, and spirit is a growing, vital, healthy church. The church grew and increased in numbers daily. The church grew tremendously. Allow me to transition why did the early church have such a joyous spirit and sacrificial giving to the Lord? Why, why did the church have such a joyous spirit in sacrificial giving to the Lord? That's a big question. They had such a joyous spirit in giving sacrificially to the Lord. Why? Number one, they were saved by Christ. They could give with such joy because they were saved by Christ. Acts 2, 47 says, praising God. Look at that, praising God and having favor. That's grace with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. He blessed the heart of the church, the attitude of the church. 
a church that were committed to doing it God's way. When you have had a personal transformation by the Holy Spirit's power and are growing in Christ, you will be compelled to give to the God of your salvation. I said again, when you have had a personal transformation by the Holy Spirit's power and are growing in Christ, you will be compelled to give to God, the God of your salvation. Saved, spirit-filled believers will give, will give in the best of times and worst of times. When you save and you really love God, you will give in the best and worst of times. If you are, listen to this now, this is big. If you are waiting for the conditions to be perfect before you give, Satan will make sure you keep waiting. <laughs> Did you get that? If you are waiting for the conditions to be just right, perfect before you can give, Satan will make sure you keep waiting. Secondly, why did the early church have such a joyous spirit and sacrificial giving to the Lord? The church gave joyfully because they possessed an unwavering, abiding love for Christ. The church uh, gave joyfully because they possessed an unwavering, abiding love for Christ. John 13, 35 says, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The early church loved one another. They weren't fighting. They weren't cussing one another out. They weren't, they weren't gossiping. They weren't slandering one another. And, 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 and uh, th- those in Jerusalem took note of the early church. When you as believers love God with all your inner being and other saints in the assembly as well, When you truly love God and when you truly love your brothers and sisters in Christ, listen, no crises, no virus, no discouragement, no setbacks or health challenges would deter you from giving financially to the Lord. That's a big one. When you as believers love God with all of your inner being, and you love the saints in the assembly of God, no crisis that you're in, no virus, no discouragement, no setbacks, no health challenges would deter you from giving financially to the Lord. Acts 2, 45 says, now all who believe were together, that's unity, and had all things in common, that's koinonia, fellowship, and sold their possession. Now, you, you can't sold, listen, you got to be saved to do that. And goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. It wasn't about them. It was all about others. It was about God and others. When the assembly had a need in the church, when the Jerusalem church had a specific need, those who had needs, the Holy Spirit directed someone to sell something to assist, to assist poor believers among the assembly. I said again, when the assembly had needs, the Holy Spirit directed someone to sell something to assist poor believers among them in the assembly, as well as unbelievers in their community, because when you help unbelievers, that's a wonderful testimony for Christ, and you, you position yourself to even witness to Christ, witness to them about Christ, because you have blessed them in time of need. The early church sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all who had need because they really believed their possessions belonged to God and they possessed a genuine love that moved them to give sacrificially to one another as well as to the Lord's church. Number three, the early church gave joyfully because they had a right attitude of heart. 
The early church gave joyfully because they had a right attitude of heart which pleased God. It goes back to your heart attitude. God looks at the heart. He knows what you're thinking, whether good or bad, negative or positive. He knows what you're thinking. Because their heart was right with Christ, they gave to anyone who had a need. A need. And we've seen that with you giving uh, to the children at the, the Maranatha Christian Academy uh, over in the developing world. Kids don't have mats to sleep on, don't have shoes and backpacks, and toothpaste and all these things that you provide. Uh, we just did a big thing, drive uh, of, of coats and underwear and all kinds of things uh, for the homeless. We just concluded that drive to those who have need. This church has been a giving church. The children in the crisis pregnancy center, unborn babies, uh, making sure those mothers who choose life have their needs met that are struggling. We don't just say, uh, don't abort, don't abort. If they have the child, you need to be there to support and make sure those needs are met for the, for the mother who chose life instead of death. Amen? God blesses a church who uh, blesses those in need within the church as well as those who are outside of the church. Acts chapter 4, verses 34, 35 says, Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. My friend, if your attitude is not right before the Lord, then your offering will not be accepted by him. It goes back to your attitude of heart. If your attitude is not right before the Lord, then your offering will not be accepted by him. Also, if the church today implements the practices of the early church when it comes to giving financially to our brothers and sisters in Christ, then no one in the Lord's church will lack anything. No one will lack anything when we give the way God uh, tells us to. Number four, the early church possessed a joyous and sacrificial spirit in giving because they were excited about Christ. They were joyous and gave sacrificially because they were so excited about Christ. Acts chapter 2, verses 46 through 47a says, day by day, you see, day by day, not just on Sunday, day by day, continue with one one mind in the temple. They worship in the temple. Uh, when the church was started, the church was, by the way, the side note, when the church was born, the church was pretty much fully Jewish. There were Jews who had converted to Christ, fully Jewish. And, and they were worshiping in, they were worshiping in the temple until persecution uh, did not permit. And also they, uh, they did likewise at home, breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, Look, praising God. Now, if you're not excited about God, you can't praise him. You sit there and look. You won't say amen. You won't clap. You won't wave your hand. You just sit there with your mouth closed and then go home and watch sports on TV. And you're screaming all over the place. A spirit of gladness. Listen to this, a spirit of gladness actually enveloped the early church. A spirit of gladness enveloped the early church. Saints who are glad and excited about Christ give to him financially without reservation. Saints who are excited about Christ give to him without grudge or complaining. 
Giving should be a blessing and not a burden. Giving should be a blessing and not a burden because ultimately you are giving to the Lord himself. You are giving to the Lord himself, and so many uh, miss that reality. Number five, the early church realized they could give joyfully, and they were excited because they realized that God owns it all. They owns it all. Now, if you don't believe that God owns it all, you will have problems giving to God. They knew that God owns it all. Psalms 24, 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and all this fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. The church also gave to those who were poor among them because of their love for poor believers in the church. Because of unity, they were unified. They weren't, at, they weren't trying to nickel and dime the church and all these kind of things. Uh, they had a selfless, sacrificial uh, heart toward one another. 1 John 3.17 says, if anyone has, listen to this, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Isn't that a big thought right there in the, in the scripture? Anyone have material possessions? How many of you have material possessions? Every hand ought to go up. <laughs> And sees a brother or sister here in Christ with a need, but you have no pity or compassion on them. How can the love of God be in that person? The reason the believers in the early church sold their possessions and gave them to the apostles was because they believed that God owns it all. God owns your children, your grandchildren. God God owns your mother and father uh, when they were here. Maybe they're still here. God, God, God owns the baby in your womb. God, God owns that sweater, the, the beads around your, your neck, your socks, your shoes, your tie, your glasses, everything you have. God owns it all. God owns the cat, the dog. God owns the grass and the tree. God, God, God owns the garage and all of a sudden God owns it all. God owns your eyelashes. God owns your tongue. God owns your taste buds. God owns your toes. God owns your hearing. God owns your mind. I tell you and I submit to you today that God owns it all. How many of you believe God by now that God owns it all? Why don't you say it with me? God owns it all. Come on, let's go up. Come on. God owns it all. Say a little bit louder. Come on. God owns it all. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Number six, the early church rejoiced because they believed God and trusted in him to supply all their needs. The early church rejoiced because they believed God and trusted him to supply all their needs. Philippians 4 19 says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The early church believed God would not allow them to lack the necessities of life when they gave generously to him. Psalms 37, 25. I love my mama on this verse. She loved this verse. My mother who's with the Lord now. She loved quoting, I once was young, but now I'm old. She died at 88. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken and their children begging bread. I'm a child of my mama, and I'm not begging bread. <laughs> oh, my mama, my mama, my mama, bless her heart. Uh, she, she, got her, she got her high school diploma after she raised us all, mother of six, uh, when she maybe was in her early 50s. She got her high school diploma. 
My daddy never got a high school diploma, and he went to work at about 16 at Bayroid Oil, who was eventually, uh, that, that company was eventually uh, purchased by Exxon, and when they purchased that, uh, that small oil company, uh, they, Exxon swallowed them up, but by swallowing them up, my dad got all the benefits and all the things that came with being in Exxon. And he started with that job, on that job at about 16, 17 years old, and he stayed on that job for 40 years until he retired. With no degree, God took care of him and my mother and let them lack no good thing. Daddy never had a high school diploma. Never had that, but, but God was with them. They, they, they gave faithfully to the church. They gave faithfully to the needs. People, it was a day, it was a day when you didn't have the cell phones and all of that, and you're maybe a house or two. Uh, we stayed between the railroad track and the, and the freeway on a rocky street that wasn't even paid. Sam knows about that. And, uh, and uh, you go by three houses this way was the interstate, interstate 59, and about a couple of houses this way, you at the railroad track, and we were sandwiched in between on a rocky street, right in the middle. And God took care of all six of us children to the glory of God, and He answered the prayers of my mama and daddy. They they took care. The bills were paid. Everything. They they didn't go in debt. They never ran out because they treated God right. They tithed to the Lord. They sang in the choir. They, he was a deacon. He, they, they loved God. They served God. They served the pastor tea cakes and cakes and pies. And that, that, he couldn't help but gain some calories. I mean, they loved their pastor. They loved the pastor's wife. They were there for the community. And then people, cars break down on 59 when you didn't have cell phones. Guess what they did? The, some of those houses had fences with German shepherds in them growling at folk. We didn't have a fence in our yard. You know those people, whether they were black, white, my mama and dad, didn't, they didn't see color. They would come off the freeway, and they would always find their way to my mom and dad's house and knock on the door and say, my car broke down. Can I use your telephone? How much would you charge me? My mom would say, child, don't even think about that. Go on and use that telephone. And, uh, because they had no choice. You, didn't ha- you just couldn't do what you did today. You didn't have all that AAA stuff and all the, all the amenities with these new cars and all that. And my mama, they called her a friend of highway strangers. The word of God is clear. We must trust God with our finances because everything we have and claim as ours belongs to him. He commands us to tithe only 10%. And even though he owns it all, he blesses us to keep 90%. Give God's way and watch what happens, not only in the universal church, but also in our individual lives. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.